It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. What a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, it's a great day to be out on the porch, I tell you what. I can't see anywhere of the blue sky, are you? <laughs> the sky is white. There's not, that's right. There's not a cloud in the sky, it's just all clouds. Uh, it was tucked underneath your thing there, Calvin. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, this is an interesting day. Yeah, you did good. You think being being inside's okay? Oh yeah. Should we shouldn't tell people we're outside suffering with the? Uh, 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 I think Jerry's they, building a snowman right now. He can't talk, take your call. I think they give us more credit than that. <laughs> I would hope so. But it's raining pretty good. It is raining pretty good. All right, we need weather reports from our uh, our weather rangers out there. Not necessarily rain rangers because uh, you had a report from Dennis up in Austin. What was Dennis's report? Snow. Uh, I didn't know. Yesterday. Oh, I thought you saw. Oh, yesterday Dennis said he had snow? No. Uh, this morning when I was leaving, my son, Jeremy. Oh, I thought you said, said Dennis. said that it had snowed in Dallas. Oh, in Dallas. Okay, I heard Dallas instead of Dennis. Yeah. Well, I have heard um, Johnson City Joe got his report in. Uh-oh. Yep, he made sure that we got it. <laughs> and his report is, hang on, i got to get my phone open. No. Hang on, it's going to take a while. No snow, huh? No, it's snowing. Oh, it is? He says, let's see what he says. Hold on. I think I'm the one driving on the way over here on 1604. I got sleet. Yeah. Did you I, get sleet? Yeah, well, it wasn't hard sleet. Yeah. But you could see the ice crystals on the windshield. Yeah, you could see it hit and then yeah. bounce off. Yeah. Okay, from Johnson City, from our roving reporter in Johnson City, Johnson City Joe reports, snowing in Johnson City, woke up to rain. Tell Jerry that it is a hundred percent. Started snowing around 930. Temperatures expected to drop throughout the day. 26 expected low for tonight in Johnson City. Wow. That's kind of cold. That's chilly. Yeah. That's that's hill country up in there. Yeah. And he and it's nice. He's deep in the hill country. Yeah. And uh we expect it to be uh a little bit colder up there than than it will be here. You want the you want my weather report? You want me to take a look at the weather now and uh, see what's changed? Are you going to say rain and cold? And <laughs> well, you, you can't be, you're, you're never satisfied, Jerry. No, uh, no. We got seven tenths of an inch so far. Oh, is that, is that right? right? Wow. wow. I, I didn't, obviously, it. didn't go out and check my rain gauge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we need rain reports, your rain gauge reports, <laughs> and snow reports. <laughs> and the rain was heavy enough, you know, when we, we talk about the. The plants blocking yeah. the access of the water to the containers and to the soil. Generally, we're talking about a lighter rain. That that rain that was coming down that's hard and is that and right? most of it came made it straight through. down. Huh? But even even at uh, even if it was lighter, uh, seven tenths of an inch. Uh, that's good. Most of it would make it down. Yeah. I I think this might bring my uh, 
a sustainable winter lawn. Up. Oh, that'd be good. Well, I know. There's I, not anything showing right now. I know. I had. Uh, I expect reports of folks saying, "Well, their their grass has uh, turned green again," and you know, then you will have to explain. <laughs> Are you sure it's San Augustine yeah. grass, or or is it rye grass, or uh, yeah. is this year your uh, bluegrass is everything? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm looking that, forward to my bluegrass and that. That responds to a rain like this two or three days. Oh yeah, it takes it'll, it'll generally take a Bermuda grass and other grasses, permanent grasses, much longer to. Respond. And I bet a horse herb lady's excited out <laughs> yeah. there, waiting well, for her horse herb to uh, green up. She is out there staring at it, <laughs> staring it down, <laughs> going, "Don't you come out? You know better than that." All right, I'll yeah, get you the. Let's see. We got Dennis. Is Dennis sending us something? Snow, yeah, snow, <laughs> snow in Austin. Okay. It just it all, y'all just started the show. Still snowing in Austin. All right. For, for three hours now. Good wow. Lord. All right. All right. Is, so is sticking on the ground? I wonder. Oh, well, I'm sure he'll give us a report. <laughs> yeah. He, but uh, didn't say yet, but he probably will. This is this is the uh, perfect time. Yeah. To uh, watch the birds feed hmm. in weather like this, because you you feel sorry for them being outside. They ain't got much choice, but uh, it does your heart good to see the birds on a bird feeder getting something to eat. So uh, I hope everybody's enjoying that. Also, and but it also means you you have to go out there and well, make sure those feeders. Are, are yeah. Fun. You don't have to feed your fill fill your bird bath up though. No, but it's uh, it uh, some people sometimes uh, f- folks I think forget that when the when it's the most uncomfortable and stress like it is now wet and yeah. cold, that's when the birds really benefit most. Right, from, right. From the suet, yeah, suet okay. and seed and and even even the water is good to have here. Hey. But of course. They're filling up. There was a hard enough rain that oh, filled up. And I talked yeah. to Kyle over the week, and he said he'd be happy to come on and talk about the, uh, the what is it, the bird count or something? Oh, the what? Uh, Are they having the bird count now? Did you? I thought the, 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 the Is it over? Yeah, usually the Christmas bird count. Uh, oh, okay. Would he have results or? Oh yeah, he might. He might. Okay. And then, and then there's. We'll, we'll reach out to there's him. There's more than one. There's more more than one bird count too. Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, this is, <laughs> we need the rain, that's for sure. I th- I expect that uh, some of us that haven't seen any uh, germination of uh, wildflowers. Yeah. But I, I expect I'll see my usual sneaking in of the blue bonnets in my yard, and they yeah. always seem a little slow. <laughs> oh, and I gotta send. I can't text you my picture of my blue bonnet, the white blue bonnet, I guess. So I gotta, I gotta email it to you, old school. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, no, you can text it. I can, I can. I finally figured out how to. Text. Oh, right. Good for you. I text, but uh, you can see pictures on your text. Yeah. Okay. I ha- I hate to answer texts. Because it takes me hours to <laughs> to type out the the letters and everything. Yeah. 
Where, where is my son? Well, they, they tell you, you suppose that has anything to do with the fact that he has to send a four-page response every time? <laughs> no, I think he's just slow. He's got the old school Yeah, phone. I got the old. Uh, even, even my son can't send them as fast as he does on his new phone. His, uh, well, the phone is certainly harder, harder than the computer. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I, I sometimes uh, take the challenge of responding. Uh, I got a very interesting uh, email from uh, the guy that used to uh, used to be the uh, manager of Greenleaf over there, and uh, he sent me a picture around Christmas time, and said that uh, the only thing blooming in his his lawn, the only thing beautiful in his lawn, is stuff that he got from our program here. Hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> And he sent a picture of uh, 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 Grandma's yellow rose blooming around Christmas time. Yeah, that's strange. The uh, uh, oh, what is my my favorite rose with the little red, blood red? Uh, oh, Martha yeah. Gonzalez. Ma- yeah, my Martha, my Martha Gonzalez, which was a new bed this year, had trouble all summer. Uh, keeping foliage and getting enough water. But now when this cold weather has come, it's perked right up and there's booms <laughs> everywhere. So it's a, as long as there's uh, some moisture in, in the ground uh, and uh, no, not 100-degree not heat, uh, yeah. a lot of those uh, tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses <laughs> are, uh, can do very well. We talked yesterday about your column that was in yesterday's paper as a life uh, in the uh, Saturday paper, page E8. And uh, it's got a pretty picture of a salvia gregei on that thing. And uh, salvia gregei, uh, the history of it is it, it, it goes and comes. Uh, I was talking to the old, older Mr. Fanning before he passed away, and he said they introduced uh, Salvia Gregei uh, a long time ago, but it fell out of favor because people wouldn't prune it back. They would or wouldn't? Would not. Oh. And uh, it needs to be cut back periodically to, yeah, to flush yeah, new growth. It'll get leggy sometimes. Especially when we talk, we talk about its shade tolerance. But if you leave it forever in the shade, you're going to get a pretty leggy dot. Yeah. Plant. And I, I always kid, kid uh, Greg Grant about it when I see one that's overgrown and got all that ugly wood inside, and uh, uh, tell him well, I tell people, especially when Greg's in earshot. That that was named after Greg, oh. Savia Gregi, because it's so ugly. <laughs> so, so they are. They need to be cut back periodically. And as as we had one caller call in yesterday, requesting when to <laughs> when to cut back is uh, what was it? Esperanza and uh, some other plant, uh, winter or uh, summer blooming plant. It was in Toronto, wasn't it? Yeah, and I told him, I told him about the new law that had been the passed, birds? that you can't cut cut the stuff back, 
until uh, late February because of the low-flying birds. Mm-hmm. Right? It's apparently a lot, you said. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought maybe that would well, impress I, I don't think he bought into it. No, I don't no. think so either. <laughs> well, he probably knows that the, new, the, hey, you wanna, the president would have well, hang, declared it invalid. Hang on, sorry. Hang on to that thought. Let's uh, go visit with Kyle real quick because we were talking about birds, so I thought we'd yeah, get him on. Yeah, that's a good idea. Over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. Hey, Kyle, what's going on? Hey, gentlemen, how are y'all doing? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. So two things. One, I had talked to you about the uh, bird count, and Calvin had some questions, so I thought we'd get you on. But Jerry started talking about all his hungry sparrows or something. I don't know. He went on and on and on about the sparrows. No, he was uh, kind of talking about uh, this is a good time, and he and Calvin to, to feed them because of the weather and stuff. So I thought we'd, we'd get you guys as the experts on, and you and uh, and uh, then go over uh, the uh, the bird um, the bird count stuff that you knew about. Well, I know. Yeah, we, absolutely. I I have a tendency to uh, to uh, uh, tell people that they, it's a good idea to feed them because it gives you an opportunity to observe them. Oh, more so. But now, in this kind of weather, with the kind of weather we've had this year, I think this is uh, this is. And Jerry brought this up that uh, the birds. This is really a stressful time for them, and they're they're going to benefit a lot by having that. Uh, Suet and seed available at this time. How do you find? Do you find folks mostly do it for the the feeding program for observation, or mostly they're they're trying to help the birds? VSR for the birds. Yeah, I see. I most of our customers do it for both. You know, obviously, uh, the the more variety of foods you have out in your backyard bird feeding station, the more variety of a bird you're going to see. And so most of our customers, you know, they start off uh, just with a single feeder or a couple of feeders, and then they, you know, discover things like suet and uh, bark butter and bark butter bits and all kinds of uh, seed cakes and seed cylinders that you can put out on different types of feeders. And the more food that you put out there, the more variety that you're going to see in your backyard. But most of my customers are doing it for both, you know, observation as well as, just that uh, connection that hey, I mean, I'm doing something good to help help my local wildlife, even if it's just in my backyard. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, do, so do, we, we see both. Do they do, do the birds have any preference to the flavor of suet that they buy? I you notice you've uh, got several several uh, flavors there. Yeah, yeah, we do. Most of the suet that we sell, well, all of the suet that we sell is is considered no melt, so it's not going to melt in our in the warmer weather. By the way, I feed suet year round. A lot of people just feed it in the winter time. I like to feed it year round. It's good for um, extra protein, extra energy during nesting season, eggshell production, molting season. It helps with feather production, all that good stuff. But as far as flavors go. The main thing that they're looking for is that is the fat content and the high protein content. They know that's what they need. Uh, just oh, Kyle, who are you trying? Who are you fooling? Yeah, we 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 pick <laughs> that because have? it's our favorite flavor. Yeah, why do you have all those flavors? Is that PB and J, man? That's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember what my does the uh, citrus. I guess there's uh, yeah, yeah. We've got uh, the, the that one's big during the spring during uh, migration. A lot of people put that out for Orioles, uh, it's, you know, it's got a big orange on the label, so, it, you know, <laughs> it helps with the Orioles. 
Yeah. So, Kyle, oh, go ahead, Trace. Uh, well, I was going to uh, talk about the thing, the experience I had uh, about 20 years ago where uh, I had a tick problem that I couldn't solve. Yeah. I'd spray and I'd spray and I'd spray. So what I started doing is putting out a bird feeder, but instead of filling it, I would only do it partially full. That way the birds would come in, they'd eat what they could, and then they'd flock on the ground and take care of the rest of my problem. Wow. Ticks? Did that worked? Yeah. Oh, okay. good. Well, I did a little bit of that kind of a compromise like that with uh, Spider-Man, in fact. Uh, they, you know, I had an extensive uh, feeding program, and he, and he says, well, you know, you're going to constantly have pressure for rodents and yeah. things. And so part of our compromise is that I, I put enough feed in there for the, the birds to eat it uh, before the uh, late afternoon, so there's not a lot of it lingering. Now, the problem with that is that the cardinals are the l- latest feeders, yeah. and you, you hate to deny, yeah. deny the cardinals anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm with hey. you on that. My, you know, I, with as much time as I spend at the store, I typically see the cardinals in the early, early morning and then late yeah. in the evening when I get home because that's when they visit I, the feeders mostly. I do, too, yeah. Um, so we're talking to Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited. Kyle, what can you tell us about the uh, the bird count? Uh, with the Christmas bird count, is that what we're yeah. talking about? Yeah. yeah. Well, we we, we had uh, quite a few customers and a couple of employees participating in it. We had an employee that went down to uh, the Rio Grande Valley and participated in it. It was you know successful uh, successful bird count, and we've been we've been seeing a lot of odd. Um, in our area right now just because of the, the finch eruption that we talked about last time. So that was a big part of the excitement around the bird count was a lot of the pine siskins and uh, pine siskins, a couple of nuthatches, things like that. So pretty good pretty good bird count. Cool. Did we, did we get any uh, any feel for the, the, the frequency of the people are seeing Mexican eagles? I know in our neighborhood we got a, a pair nesting and they raise young. They're, they're pretty darn tame. Uh, but I and I've heard that there's other na- neighborhoods all over town that are seeing them. Is that yeah? That's get that yeah, same that's report. Good, yeah, it, definitely. That's the that's the crested caracara that you're talking about. And usually we, uh-huh. you know, you, you see those outside of town, you know, in ranch country and things like that. But we have some that frequent our uh, parking lot right here in the shopping center uh-huh. right here. On Heatner, yeah, they come in and find things to pick at in the parking lot. See them flying over the neighborhood here in Shavano Park. So, uh, yeah, pretty. definitely. An, yeah, they're it, it, they're interesting birds, and you're right. They're not uh, they're not very skittish. They're not afraid of us. They're they'll let it, you know they'll let you get pretty close. And they're, they're an interesting bird because they're one of the few birds that that walks. You know, it doesn't hop when it's on the ground. It's it walks like you know it moves yeah. its legs like we do. Kind of what unusual. About- we we worry a little bit in our neighborhood. Uh, you know, we've got the deer and the fawns, mm-hmm. and uh, as the caracaras get a little more aggressive and tame, they they uh, you know when they're dropping the the fawns, there's a lot a lot of uh, extra material yeah, there for yeah. the, uh, them to eat, and so that's going to somebody is going to blame them for uh, <laughs> a fawn death, or uh, it'll look like. They're involved in killing fawns, so so I expect we'll be seeing that in the next few years. Well, they're, years. they're scavengers. They're, they're scavengers, basically, yeah. aren't they? 
Yeah, okay, they, they will. They will resort to predation. You know, on, on small mammals. I don't think they do anything with a fawn or, or anything like that. But you know, if they, I'll tell. They, I'll tell that fawn the next time. Uh, right. yeah, what about tell, ravens? Tell, tell them not to worry. <laughs> Did they get any ravens in the bird count? Because remember, I yeah. thought I saw them. Oh yeah, they're... yeah, yeah, oh. the, the, yeah. The, the common common ravens. We didn't uh, we didn't oh. have any chihuahuas here in, in in this area, but um, oh. yeah, there are quite a few well, uh, ravens? common ravens. <laughs> Do the yeah. Chihuahua Ravens sound like Chihuahuas? Sorry. Do they, do they say Tracy just do they, shutting his eyes? Well, you don't know my Chihuahua very well. Oh, do you? Yeah. Your, your Chihuahua does yep. Deep vote. Deep oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> do they, Do you hear them making their call where they say never more, never more? <laughs> they mostly they, they mostly growl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what. Well, Kyle, cool. We just wanted to visit with you. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And, and yeah. remember, what, what talking, talking about bird count, remember that uh, you can always go to Cornell online and register for the, the Project Feeder Watch. That's coming up uh, next month in February is the next uh, installation of the Project Feeder Watch, and that's a pretty good way to participate in some just some citizen science that people are looking out their back window at the bird feeder um, it's a good way to record, uh, you know, for the database and for ornithology. It's a good way to record what you're seeing and contribute that to the Feeder Watch project. So let's also mention the Mitchell Lake yeah. Audubon Center too. There's a lot of a lot of opportunities yeah. there for people education and bird watching. Um, now we've yeah. kind of disengaged a bit, but uh, from the contests and. And the programs we used to participate there in yeah. Mitchell Lake, but there, lots of action if you want to get involved. Very yeah, cool. absolutely. Cool. And the folks at Mitchell Lake are an awesome resource, and it's a it's a, a nice center out there. It's a good good resource. Thank you, Kyle. That's Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited Northwest Military in Hebner Road. You take care, man. Thanks, Thanks for talking. All right, adios, guys. Thank you. Adios. Thanks. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back. Sorry, Trace, in just a moment. 210-308-8867. Don't go anywhere. You're up next, Trace. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Calvin Finch, and uh, we want to uh, remind you again, Calvin mentioned Spider-Man Pest Control, but that's the cool thing. Uh, Spider-Man will work with you to solve your problems, but also take into consideration your needs and uh, advise you and then give you uh, kind of give you expectations or try to work up with solutions around, you know, it's not just uh, kind of a, somebody comes in, sprays, puts something down, leaves, and doesn't kind of eyeball everything else that's what warren and spider-man pest control does that's why people love them that's why when you see their reviews online people go gosh we've been using them since the 90s and it's you know it's like wow it's just incredible spider-man termite and pest control 210-656-3721 is the number 210-656-3721 the last pest control company you'll ever get is spider-man termite and pest control your web of protection since 1976 online at Dot com. Go SpidermanPest.com. Yeah. I, I heard him. And Joe sent a picture of himself running in the snow. Oh, no. 
I think it, that's it. Wasn't running. <laughs> I think that's him running. Uh, maybe, maybe hobbling in the yeah. snow. So here, here, Joe. Here's the report from uh, weather.gov: <laughs> rain and snow, snow, all snow after 1 p.m. in Johnson City. High today near 37. Wow. Chance of precipitation? 100%. 100%. All right. Total daytime snow accumulation, one to three inches. I hope you got bread and uh, and uh, milk, Joe. What about toilet paper? Oh, that's true, Joe. Uh. Get toilet paper, go now. Now. Okay. Uh, by causing a panic, I don't mean to be to that. Snow mainly before 7 p.m. Uh, chance of precip- uh, precipitation tonight, 90%. Doesn't say what the low is. Oh, low around thirty, and low Monday night is twenty-six. So and wow, here, so it's gonna get colder here in San Antonio. The low Monday night is twenty-nine. Mostly sunny tomorrow. High near forty-eight. Uh, little or no sleet accumulation expected. There you go. That's good. Okay, so call in if you got a contrary report. <laughs> we don't. We don't do well on. Or if you've had a Finch eruption. That Finch eruption scared me that Kyle was talking about. They're exploding? <laughs> What's happening to them? How are they erupting? <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, I don't think Kyle was can tr- fully, <laughs> fully trust those Finches. Okay. I was, I was going to say that uh, I heard Spider-Man, I guess it was on, on Kaylee, uh, do his own commercial. Absolutely. And he very he upset me quite a bit. Why? Because he said some of the insecticides they're using for my roaches are making them sterile. It's sterilized. I think they're gro- yeah, they're growth regulators. Yeah, so they don't, they don't yeah, go- growth regulators. So you have but immature making them sterile. You have that ain't no roaches. way to live, Milton. Well. Maybe that's why your roaches left the house. <laughs> yeah, they heard his commercial. <laughs> they, they said, hey, we're not staying here. We're going to the neighbors that don't use Spider-Man. I, I don't, he didn't say if it hurt them or not, but it uh, just makes them stir. I think most people don't want them in the house. And don't <laughs> what? Want, I know. I know that gets you upset, you and your sparrows. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, looking for rain reports, snow reports, sleet reports. Uh, and, 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 and hoping stuff. you don't have any. Yeah, and then uh, what was uh, was Trace's uh, giving us a report from Austin? I think he said snow, and the yeah. only, only thing peeking out of the ground was the cyclamen blue. Yeah. That was uh, kind of cool. Now this, now this uh, report. What'd you get? Says, What'd you get? Uh, they're talking about the the rain and snow ending us at 2 p.m. Oh, at 2 at when we're through at the show? It goes from 100% to 60%. Ooh, that's then, a big drop. And not, Good. And nothing. Okay, so we'll be okay going home then. Yeah. yeah well, maybe you, the forecasts are kind of contradictory. <laughs> yeah. Who's your source? Mine's the government. The government. Oh, the government. they're never right. <laughs> Weather.gov. So let's see. Move for North Loop. Okay. While yeah. you look. I, I can't remember the, what this, the source is here. It's okay. Oh, eighteen. No. <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, did you just do it on your phone? Yeah. That's just weather.com. That's yeah. cool. They, uh, <laughs> uh, Niels, Niels Perry, uh, in this week's newsletter, said, has given us permission down here to plant onion sets, uh, the onion plants. And uh, they have to wait three to four weeks in North Texas. But he says uh, onion sets in deep South Texas. 
Now, we always call them uh, transplants rather yeah, than sets. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I asked Trace when he was in here, did, it, did they still have some onions? And he said, well, they, um, they don't look the best. In other words, he, he's had them for a while. Uh, Millburgers has had them for a while. But uh, I was telling, reassuring him, and I'll reassure the gardeners, that regardless of how those tops look, the onion is still viable and will take off. Well, and I had a inquiry about uh, the fertilization. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then I, re- I reminded uh, these folks about uh, we recommend the, the, the uh, 10 cups per 100 square feet. But if you don't get that in, I mean, if it's not in there before you plant them, at least uh, put a serious amount in there at planting. Yeah. Slow-release lawn fertilizer. And then... Uh, I guess a side dressing at least once would be good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's some say March sometime. Neat thing about that uh, slow release fertilizer, it 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 releases fifty percent of of the nutrients uh, right after you water it in or it gets watered in, and then uh, the other fifty percent is slowly released over a three month period, which is about. As long as the onions are needed, mine are mine have uh, kind of stabilized, and my expectation with the onions we've gotten here at Millburgers are that they're going to pretty soon they're going to start that active growth. Probably not when it's twenty six degrees out, but yeah, uh, yeah. But they they won't be hurting it. Uh, I I don't expect in the places I've got them planted. Yeah, but, but they'll. They're going to start growing pretty actively as, if, as long as there's nutrients. There. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, in fact, we got an onion question on the line from James. You want to go there? Yeah. James is on the line at 210-308-8867. James, is it snowing there? Well, I thought I saw something white uh, looking out the window here, but it was just a puff of smoke coming out of the wood stove. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> No, What's going no, on, sir? No snow. Okay. Uh, I just want to say I think you guys are brave for sitting out on the porch today. Oh, uh, no. Uh, no. Calvin's well, not even wearing a jacket. What we don't do for you, people. <laughs> oh, man, these guys are good. Uh, I call the Willite Seed Company. I do a lot of business with them, and... And I asked them why they didn't have that 1015 onion in this last catalog I got the other day. And uh, they really couldn't tell me why, but they're replacing it with an onion called a Texas Early. It's grano or grano. I'm not real sure. Yeah, it's grano. That's That's an older onion. Uh, this is the Vidalia-type onion with white flesh. Yeah, right. Well, the the original Vidalia onion was a Granex, and uh, uh, it it was a selection from Grano, and uh, it uh, it's it's pretty good. Well, I'll I'll tell you why they didn't have ten fifteen seed uh, because. 
they quit the uh, C company, quit doing 1015YC. And so uh, uh, our uh, onion producers uh, out at uh, Dixondale Farms in Carrizo Springs oh, yeah. act- actually have the only seed of uh, 1015Y onion in 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 the United States, they had they had some uh, seed of 1015Y grown for them up north, and uh, that's why we have transplants of 1015Y uh, here. Uh, I bought the Gary, I bought some 1015. I bought a quarter pound earlier in the um, year to get my. Um, onion sets going that I sell or transplant. Okay. Yeah. And that's all I've got. But are are we going to end up going? Now, they've got that yellow Granex here, and then they've got that Grano. Are we going to end up going to one of those varieties have down the road? Well, well, as long as Dixondale... Uh, or has the has the seed, and they'll have transplants of it. We can, uh, you could buy their transplants at at local nurseries, and also from uh, directly on the internet from uh, how about uh, a, Dixondale Farms dot com. How about a retailer like a James? Uh, no, oh, I I doubt if they'll ever have the seed again because uh, okay, like I said, that, that... they're. They're not producing the where seed. Do, where does oh. Le, did you see legends any any place in there? James? Yeah, that's that's an improved ten fifteen one. No, sir. All right. uh, but, but one, but if you had to choose a s- onion to grow for this time of the year, would you grow the grano or oh, the yeah. granite? Yeah, Grano was the original uh, sweet onion uh, that uh, generated all the the generated the Granex was the first hybrid from Texas A and M, and then uh, eventually ten fifteen Y, and then to Legend, and all of those are are prodigy of uh, the. Uh, <laughs> 1015 Y. James, I got to run. I got to get one more call I'm, before I'm the break. Sorry, of the ground. Thank you. Thanks, man. Okay, thanks for calling. All right, James. 210 308 8867, where I think it is snowing or sleeting here at Millburgers. <laughs> Al's getting sleet back at the station. And John is on the line. Got a question about citrus. Hey, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening. How are you doing today? Are you getting oh, sleet? Hey, it's fine. Oh yeah, we're we're trying to stay warm. I, I really just wanted to give a report on some orange frost tangerine trees that I got at the old Wonderland Mall. I guess it's been six or seven years ago from the South Texas uh, Garden oh, Volunteers. Yeah. Right. And uh, oh wow. Us, yeah. So it's been been a while, but I, I wanted to uh, just to say that they've been really good for us. This year has been an exceptional year and. Took Great. us a few years to figure out how to do them. We, we spray them a time or two a year with horticultural oil. Good man. And then we and then we fertilize them with three one two lawn fertilizer and osmocote. Kind of alternate that. Look but at the you. main thing. 
but the main thing is you have to leave the fruit on longer than you want to. Uh, you know, first, when they start turning orange, you start picking them, and, well, they're not ready yet. And right now yeah. is when they're actually fully ripe. And yeah. and our limbs have just been bowed to the ground with fruit this year. We've been giving all of them away that we can. And they're super sweet, super juicy, and I've never covered them. Since, since I bought them, never covered them. Great. And we live kind of on the north side of San Antonio. And so they're a great variety for San Antonio. But you got to leave the fruit on longer than you think <laughs> for them to sweep. So had up. we left when you came over to the nursery to bring us some? I, I, we must have missed you. I <laughs> <laughs> gave, gave away a lot well, of them. He still got so. some, man. That's true. He still does have some. That's great. John, do you have any uh, limes or lemons there in your same planting? I, I was just wondering yes. how they fare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we have the oranges, the tangerines in the backyard, and then I have a Myers lemon out front, but it's up against the house, and so I don't know if that's a good reading for you or not. It's it's never frozen, and it had uh, thirty or forty lemons on it this year, but again, it's planted right up against the house. I do have one Mexican lime, and it's living, but I guess that's about all you can say. <laughs> it's not doing really well. Uh, but the Myers lemon has done equally fine, I would say, as the as the orange frost tangerine trees. Great. Sounds good. Cool. Thanks for the report. Yeah, Appreciate thanks. that report. So, so you know he's got the original orange frosts when they were on their own route. Oh, yeah, wow. Right. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So you can't, you can't get that anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, I did man. well, and I'm, I'm going to hang on to them then. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, stay, they'll, they'll stay a little bit smaller. Yeah, that, now they're big enough. Now I have to. I'm six feet tall, and I have to get on a six foot tall step ladder to pick wow. the top fruit. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. good. Yeah, you have, anyway, you have whatever you're doing. Keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. Now it, it'll be is, Go ahead. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they have much fruit next year. Well, no, they've been kind of alternate bearers. You know, one year will yeah, be real yeah. heavy, and the next year will be kind of light. Most most satsumas are that way, and with the exception of Bumper, the one called one Mister Moore called Bumper. Don't tell, <laughs> don't tell your insurance company that you're getting on a ladder up there twelve feet. Yeah, yeah. change your name yeah, next one, time, John. Yeah, and the one nice thing is this: we have tons of squirrels, and evidently citrus doesn't taste good, or at least not to our squirrels, because the squirrels don't bother them. The possums will eat them, but the squirrels hey, don't yeah. seem to like them. Yeah, possum got all of our uh, the most. Uh, 80, 90 percent of mine. Yeah, and stole year. his car too. That <laughs> possum was rough. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> great, you, great variety for San Antonio, I'd say. Thank you. Good, great report, oh, man. Appreciate that. Mm. All right, mm-hmm. Trace, Y'all what's our care. what's our citrus situation look like here at the nursery? We have lemons, we have limes, and we have a few satsumas. Okay, and when do more start coming in? The first week of March, give or take. Okay, good. If the weather's nice, I'll tell them to ship early. If the weather's okay. silly, I'll ship a week late. What, Trace, what is that uh, citrus planted out there? To the right got, of the That's got porch. fruit on it? Is that my it? assumption is that is my lemon frost, but it doesn't look right. Lemon frost? Yeah. Did you have lemon frost? We had lemon frost a few years back, but that was one of the first ones that went away. Yeah, that uh, huh. the lemon one right popular. I th- Milton and I were looking at it uh, last weekend, and uh, it's got little thorns on it, which made me think it might be uh, 
uh, uh, rootstock? No. Uh, Arctic frost. Arctic frost. Oh. Well, it could be, but uh, they swapped the barrels around. So uh, (laughs) there's an Arctic frost out there in a barrel, and there's a lemon frost. Are there some... If somebody tasted one of the you two tasted no, one of those, you we didn't. Taste uh, we well, they they look relatively ripe, so you could probably yeah. Oh, take they're one. ready now. Yeah, but just say, you just know say. how Trace is about me eating uh, daily. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving you permission uh, on this. I, one. Would, okay. I wouldn't even dare and eat you, one of those citrus. All you have to do, Jerry, is let that thorn <laughs> stick you, and then you can have permission to eat one. Of okay, yeah, you should go go get one during the break, real quick, <laughs> while you got permission. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm, it's I'm, I'm, now. Be I'm, re- I'm ready to do a report uh, here at Millburgers because I saw the uh, help gathering uh, snow, I guess, or whatever it is. Oh, the sleet? The yep, off, I already off, had off, off of the plastic yeah. covers and throwing it at Yep, I, heard, I already <laughs> had that conversation with them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you tell him not to do that? It's, I yeah. told, it, of course, because yeah. she threw she threw it at one and uh, it hit me. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. Was so what's happening now? Is that rain or sleet that's coming down? Well, well it was sleet when I walked in here, so yeah, I don't know. that that angle really looks like the sleet's coming down. Cool, <laughs> too fast to be snow, so it's oh, okay. got to be sleet. Yeah, because all right, let's take a quick break. Trace, anything else? What we got you? Mm, I can't think of nothing. Okay, we'll come back. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Jerry's going to run out. Are you going to go try to? See what that is? No. Okay. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Burgers Garden in South Texas, where we'll give you a report on what it was in just a second. Calvin's eating it, and Jerry's getting ready to take a bite right now. 210-308-8867. I got a question a couple days ago asking again for that. Oh, sure. Thank you. About the place that I've been talking about for security and for um, uh, the, the whole theater systems and the smart systems. And it's BSG, Builder Systems Group. BSG and online at bsgtexas.com. That's bsgtexas.com. And you're going to find out all kinds of cool things on there. And it really is amazing. And I like to talk about them, one, because of all the things they do. And they're problem solvers, too. I mean, I was talking to Jim over there, and, and he said um, the uh, that, you know, if you have a question or you want to accomplish something, Call them at 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222, and just ask them, how do we do this? Chances are they'll figure it out, but, two, they love that challenge. So that's the cool thing about them. It's not one size fits all. It's not people coming to your home selling you what they want to sell you. It's a company that's going to work with you to get you what you are needing and uh, what meets your needs. So it's bsgtexas.com or 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222. All right, so do you want to give us a report? Yeah, it's a lemon. Okay. Doesn't look anything like a lemon. <laughs> no, he, he, crossed, yeah. he crossed it with the Chang Show. Oh, okay. And uh, Is it good? But it... a lot of people, you know, made lemon icebox pies and things like that out of that some of our volunteers went with some of it, all of it. All right. 
<laughs> Calvin is serving and, up. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> the, uh, it looks just like a tangerine. Yeah. yeah and uh, like I was telling the guys during the break. Uh, oh, my gosh. When I, <laughs> when I first saw that. It's day, a little tart. <laughs> the amazing thing about that tree was it had had uh, fruit every year, and I'm talking about loaded down. Woo! <laughs> you think, are you voting for lemon, Milton? I'm voting for lemon. <laughs> I think, yeah. Every, any part of tangerine in that thing is... Uh... <laughs> and Mr. Moore would never tell me about the tree. You know, he never mentioned it. So finally I said, Mr. Moore, what is this? This thing <laughs> has a bunch of fruit every year. And uh, he that's when he told me it was a lemon times a Changshaw tangerine, mm-hmm. which he made to produce, uh, of course, he used uh, Satsuma times t- uh, Changshaw tangerine to produce the uh, uh, orange frost and it's juicy. Uh, Arctic frost. I know uh, when you were testing that a few years ago, uh, we gave yeah. my wife Judy some. Right, there, right. And she cooked with it, but she didn't care for the. It was yeah. obviously a, <laughs> a, a lemon. lemon taste, yeah. But uh, it's a little bit different. It looks, you know, though, the first thing I looked at it, even when I broke the plant because it smelled sweet, I, I thought it was just like my Arctic frost, but. <laughs> No, the taste is not. Yeah, it's, it's bitter. No, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. It's tart. tart. Arctic yeah. frost, um, just like John reported, very, you know, just getting ripe, but very sweet mm-hmm. right right now. But this this certainly isn't. Now, your Meyer lemon, does it, it get sweet? Sort of sweet? <laughs> well, it's a real distinctive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a real. But it's not. No, that it's tart. more pleasant. Yeah, it's kind of okay. a, kind of a unique, pleasant. Uh, yeah. And in fact, they use Meyer lemon for uh, perfume type, uh, for soap, oh, yeah. soaps yeah. and things like mm-hmm. that. But uh, at the time I was talking to Mr. Moore about it, he said, says he, uh, they'll test the fruit. He would test the fruit. And if it didn't taste like a lemon or better than a lemon, a regular lemon, they'd they'd cut the tree down. They'd remove the plant. And uh, <laughs> so I quick went over there, got some cuttings, and took it out to U Valley. I stocked planting, and uh, we've got. He had three three crosses, I guess, because we've got three distinct lemons out there. None of which, except early on, have ever been put on the market. Uh, Bumper made the cut. Oh yeah, and because it's a, it fruits every year, but it's not as cold hardy. Well, yeah, as as uh, orange frost and bumper Arctic seems frost. suicidal. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I it's mean, amazing. Just- don't get don't don't get near me. Don't worry about leaves. I'm gonna produce fruit of fruit. <laughs> and and what what's always amazed me about that that plant and, and Mr. Moore in general, that was the first citrus uh cross that he named. 
and he named it as Bumper because it had such a bumper of crop every year. So uh, he was an amazing, amazing kind of guy. And uh, I guess we should have listened to him. And But uh, we would have never found Arctic Frost. He he named those. He named those two. Uh, I forget the name he put on them, but then uh, they changed it to Arctic Frost and uh, Arctic Arctic uh, um, Arctic Frost and uh, Orange Frost. So anyway, um, I'm glad. I appreciate that report from that fella. From John, yeah. Yeah, that was great. And I I guess I should have told him. I've uh, quit telling people, don't let it have that much fruit, or it'll bear every other year instead of every year. But you. Uh, but people never listen. Well, but it's hard to tell somebody like John that's had the success <laughs> he's had yeah. how to grow that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though with well, all your experience, he, he's growing it well. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about that. But it just can't help. Uh, making a lot of fruit every other year, it just it just can't help itself, Milton. And a, and another thing about it is, when it had you know he was saying that his limbs are underground mm-hmm. and and all that stuff. When you when you leave it on that long, leave the fruit on the tree that long, this is this is almost February. Then that tree doesn't have a chance to recoup before it uh, blooms in late February, early March, which meant that's why it doesn't have a fruit load the following year. But uh, uh, the, the, the basic problem with yeah. uh, our blackberries, our yeah, our yeah. thornless blackberries, that uh-huh. they, they just keep getting further behind and further behind, yeah. and then they can't deal with the weather. But anyway, uh, uh, I've I've not been able to get people to thin. Uh, Kevin always tells a story about his peaches. Uh, he would, <laughs> he could, you couldn't get your help to thin them enough, right? Oh yeah, it was it was uh, difficult. Now I was mean, that your tr- for your your fault or, or their fault? Yeah, my orchard. Uh, <laughs> we had uh, early peaches, and of course, they were worth a lot of money. If you got size and got them harvested oh, early, yeah. early, and so we tried, we tried thinning by hand. Mm-hmm. We did uh, the blooms. Air, yeah, we did the blooms. Did air pressure to yeah to do blow blooms. the blooms off. Water pressure to do. <laughs> it, it was any way you did that was very difficult. The, the the workers were a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, doing that that was just kind of contrary to. <laughs> basic uh, horticulture. They didn't think it was going to have any fruit because they blew all the blooms off. Yeah, huh? it was just a undesirable uh, action, I guess. Yeah, I don't think anybody that's ever eaten a satsuma uh, will not thin their their fruit. It's also, Jerry, a little overwhelming when you got 4,500 trees. Oh, yeah. And you're... You know, even if you got a crew of uh, 30 people, that's a lot of trees per person. Oh, yeah. Because I think there was a while when we were doing it, it was taken by hand. Sometimes we could get, one person could get two two or three trees done a, a day or so. 
Is that right? And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867. Well, okay, so the sleet has stopped here at Millburgers, which is probably better for road traffic and <laughs> stuff like that, but it's still kind of taking the fun out of watching the sleet from inside. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, uh, Did you just admit that we're inside, Milton? Uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, we, our insurance won't cover if it's sleeting. So we can go, go back out now if we want. <laughs> Melvin, uh, will you turn my earphones down a little sure. bit? Sure. <laughs> Why is it loud? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stop it. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Anyway. Is that uh, better? Yeah, that's better. I'm okay. Gonna, I mean, Kevin uh, uh, and I have trouble hearing anyway, but... Uh, that was a little too much. That's uh, okay. Sorry. Just tell me if that happens again <laughs> next time. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Calvin, the uh, Rio Grande gold peppers that I brought, were those about the size that you were getting to? A uh, little. Um, a little bigger, a little smaller? I got, Mine were a little fatter and about the same length. Oh, okay. okay. That's yeah. a, that's a, this, this is about... Uh, Size of that's, the that's the perfect. Yeah. That's okay. That's weird. That's not how they were in the past. <laughs> well, if you uh, where during, I had the during, during the heat. <laughs> yeah, they were smaller. Yeah, uh, which I can't explain. I, I probably need to. I think uh, Doctor Ben Villian is still living. I think he moved to uh, the. Padre Island. Oh, how nice. And uh, I think he, at one time he had a daughter that was living here in San Antonio, northwest San Antonio. And he would come see her every now and then, and I would see him. So uh, if I ever get to have a conversation with him again, I'll uh, ask him that, uh, why it's that. It's probably best if you didn't, warn, you didn't warn him that you're going <laughs> to. Why that occurs. Now, uh, we're the only ones that are producing that pepper, uh, Rio Grande Gold. Uh, the uh, the A and M Texas A and M in uh, in Westlaco in the valley yeah. uh, are no longer producing the seed. In fact, we purchased uh, from Doctor Ben Villon's uh, uh, storage the last of the Rio Grande Gold seed. Huh. And I'll be get, sorry. And, and that gave, thing's going to be huge. <laughs> and gave it to, uh, we gave it to uh, the growers. And then uh, since then, we've been trying to save our own seed. But uh, I always tried to get Ben to go ahead and release us because he had numerous ornamental peppers out there. Hmm. But he was mainly focused, his program was mainly focused on getting virus resistance. He was a, vi- a virologist for Texas A&M uh, into uh, bell peppers. But his his big success and fame came from getting virus resistance in uh, hot peppers. Be- uh, they're uh, Tamil 2 and uh, Tamil 1 and 2. But... Uh, we had an earlier question about and the, for the audience. Tam is Texas A and M. There uh, you go. There you go. And what was he again? <laughs> I'm not sure what his religion has to do with anything. 
Uh, the, the what? A, viri- a virologist. A virologist? What, yeah. is, what kind of religion is that? <laughs> that is, is a study of viruses. That's what I figured. I'm sorry. I was just being stupid. All right. The, like a horticulture? Uh, yeah, no, I... virologist is a... I got it. I was just being dumb. Oh, okay. You do You do good at that. Thank you. You're very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I got that down to art, do I? Okay. But anyway, uh, we had an earlier call on onions, uh, and they were talking about grano, and mm-hmm. and I brought up some of the other history. If you're interested in the history of onions, uh, that was developed uh, by A&M, you can uh, go on plantanswers.com and uh, look up uh, history of onions. And we've got a a very complete write-up on the uh, uh, history of the onions in, in Texas and the United States, uh, written by uh, Dr. Paul Leeper, who was the originator of the original uh, Grano, G-R-A-N-O, which... Uh, it, eventually uh, produced the 1015Y. So it's a very interesting history, and that that uh, history was written by Dr. Leeper, uh, but uh, it, it was uh, approved by Dr. Leonard Pike, who is known to be the uh, originator of the 1015Y. So... Uh, that's that's interesting for your reading uh, if you want to know the history of the onion. I, I've we talked to uh, to uh, Trey several times because thirty years ago, thirty five years ago, um, you could only buy color colorful onion, a colored onion. In other words, you could e- either get a purple or, right. or a white. Yeah. Or yellow. They're okay. marketed by color. They're marketed oh, okay. by color. Oh, okay. Yeah. By. They're marketed by color. And uh, and you didn't know what <laughs> what variety you were getting or anything else uh, until uh, until Dixondale came along and uh, actually started growing the seed of these new hybrid onions including 1015Y, and, uh, and and making them available in transplant form. Now, that was a bold move back in those days because there was four or five onion producers in the Winter Garden, which is uh, west of San Antonio. But uh, uh, that was a bold move to think that you could start a mail order Operation out of Carrizo Springs, uh, which is kind of down south, further southwest. Yeah. And uh, but they did it, and now they're the only commercial large onion producer in the, in the state. Hmm. So uh, all do all all because of mail order. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if that I don't I don't know if we've written that here. I think uh, I think that history is on uh, Dixondale Farms 
com. Okay. Let's let's remind everybody on the uh, that cold weather coming. I know the onions are fascinating, but uh, the pan uh, the pansies and uh, the Johnny jump ups and violas they should be fine. Yeah. They won't be. I think even stocks stocks will be fine. Diana, I think so. Should be, uh, I, I think the you can expect your uh, uh, snapdragons to probably stop. They slowly discontinue blooming for a while, and then they'll perk up again in February. Yeah. Um, so. And if you're brave enough to plant petunias, uh, they will quit blooming, but the plant will stay alive and continue to expand its root system. And if you're if you uh, cyclamen are out there in the open, uh, depending on what the forecast, if you're in the hill country. You probably probably wouldn't hurt to put a insulate cloth yeah. over the top because yeah. Yeah. they're they're easy to protect and uh, you know most of the times the the blooms <clears throat> get through this kind of weather uh, but if you don't if you get the if you lose the buds and the blooms mm-hmm. the leaves are nice but uh, <laughs> the, the colorful flowers are what you're really after and well uh, according to Milton's report. Uh, tomorrow night is going to be the cold. Yeah, night. tomorrow night, Monday yeah. night, in the twenties. That's in that's in the hill country. Yeah. Uh, Thirty oh. or oh, okay. I can check it again. Well, but, yeah, but the, Jerry Jerry talks a lot about the uh, uncertainty of the forecast, and all you have to do is look at the predictions. Yeah. It's going up and down and up and down, and depends on where you look. Yeah. Some of them say 20, may get to 27 here. Oh, yeah. it does. It does say Monday 29. Yeah. That's what you said a while ago. Okay. 32 tonight. I'm watching you, Milton. Yeah, okay. I'm listening Sorry. to you, son. I may be the only one listening to you. So, appreciate tra- that. so Trace, well, did you make it without go, but... getting a snowball, hit by a snowball this time? No, no. no. <laughs> I can't believe I, I, you. Actually, yes, those, are, those people are gone right I can't yeah. believe you stopped your employees from having a good time throwing ice balls or snowballs. Are they snowballs or ice balls? They were ice balls. <laughs> and we, we are a safety-oriented company. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So my wife gave me a fright. Uh-oh. She just called me and said, it's going to be 26 or 27 tonight. And I went and go look. I couldn't find anything. Yeah. And then it dawned on me. She's looking at the feels-like number. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's going to be good. And I don't think plants feel like that. No, because let's say tonight it's going to be gusty. Augusta high as 25 miles per hour. Woo. Yeah, and that's what it says right now. This feels like 27. This feels like 20-something? Yeah. 27. When we're done covering, we're going to go make sure they're all covered better. Yeah. Oh. And then when we're done co- doing that, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Okay. And again, all the way till 5 o'clock. <laughs> I don't blame you. And then I'll probably make them do it one more time. <laughs> I wonder, I don't know if we get any more uh, rain or sleet, so that's at least good because I guess that weighs down the. Uh, uh, yeah, I can tell when they, they didn't do a good job on the tables because we put the pipes on there so we can keep the cloth up. Right. They. Didn't have it tight enough, and it was already coming down on it. So, oh. so most of the tables they're redoing right now. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, people don't realize uh, what nurseries uh, have to go through to keep their plants uh, protected during yeah. cold weather like this. And and what they don't realize is 
that they have to p- keep those plants cosmetically there you go. perfect. Yep. In other words, if they come in, if people come, customers come in, and they, uh, after a bad cold weather or a windy weather or something like that. They're not very forgiving. They're not forgiving. Now, their plants look like hell at the house, but when they come in to buy new plants or replacement plants, they expect them to be cosmetically perfect. So uh, I'll give you an example of that. <laughs> oh. The average person would never cover a Japanese boxwood. Right. And I don't <laughs> and I don't need to for tonight, but I need to for tomorrow, which the weather's yeah. not any better, so I'm going to get it done now. But a boxwood will start to get red and orange uh, color, kind of like a Nandina does. And, huh. and it's very unesthetically pleasing. Oh, and, that's weird. And it'd have to grow out of that. it before anybody would want to buy one. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't know that. As I was walking in, I saw a lot of uh, white cyclamens in there under the covers. Oh yeah, they're all under and the you, covers. you know, you, there's, you, there's only two tables and the flats yeah. are all half full. No, oh, are the stocks underneath the, the uh, covers again? The stocks are underneath the super pack. I think it's the only size we have. Okay, one. where is that? Oh, you'll have to. The last table on the right. Okay. Yeah, those of you who, Thank you. who if bought you wanna, <laughs> If you want to get a dose of wonderful fragrance, you just, just, just hide take, under. take that corner up. and. Well, uh, I, would, I, would, I would agree with you, but they're not blooming. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you got that uh, uh, four-and-a-half-inch stock mm. in a four-and-a-half-inch containers, mixed colors. Mm, no, I, I, I've got them in six, uh, super sixes. Okay, still, okay, still six them. Yeah, they're yeah, bigger, was, they're bigger than that. <laughs> it takes a while to grow a stocks. Uh, they're kind of a, a slow grower, not like a pansy yeah, or something like that. It's becoming more and more popular every year. I don't doubt it. There's a yeah, lot to recommend them. It used to be super popular, and then it just for like 20, 30 years, it just <laughs> dwindled, and now it's starting to pick back up again. Huh. Well, stocks are hard to grow from seed, for sure. They, yeah. For gardeners, you know, I mean, there's not too many gardeners that can successfully. And usually, grow. most of the seed racks have stocks on them. So. Uh, I tried uh, a couple years ago, you know, got low low germination mm-hmm. success, and it was a long, long on. Yeah. It wasn't dependable, so it was just so, so much more satisfying and easier to just buy a transplant. Yeah. Well, there was an old one that I wanted. I wanted to come back, but I still can't find anybody growing it. Balsam. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We used to. Sell it blooms, doesn't it? Oh yeah, a lot. Sell tons and tons of them, and, and now nobody even grows it. Huh? Wonder why that is. I don't know. I think Peterson should try to grow it. As I remembered, <laughs> as I remember, that has a pretty succulent stem, doesn't it? I mean, like a a soft stem. I, if I remember correctly, it was like an impatient stem. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't. I wonder if you could do that from cuttings. But it had a huge, like, double-type bloom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that thing. Well, we used to use them for uh, kind of mass plantings uh, uh, up north and yeah. in the summertime. Oh, yeah, I bet that was pretty. Yeah, they were pretty. I don't, I don't, I don't think they had any fragrance. <laughs> so how far apart would you plant your stocks? If I get a six-pack, I'll get six. How far apart do I plant them? I would be 10 to 12 inches apart. Oh, my the, goodness. The, okay. The tag may say differently. but Okay. 
Now, you realize really, these are not going to be watered or fertilized. Or <laughs> so it doesn't matter care. how far you'll be, able to, <laughs> you'll be able to hear them screaming right after the show. I believe in his wife. Dad, Laura will take care of them. That may be Thank right. you. As I was walking out, you, you've uh, sold down of that. You had some uh, large pots of uh, containers with uh, uh, they, they had the one that was left was pansies. And I noticed it was gone now, too, but uh, they did a good job growing those in those Yeah, pot, uh, you, you think it's gone, but it's it, that one was portable, so we put it, oh, okay. we it where we could cover it. Okay. But the, the plants look good in there. Well, and, and they still look good tomorrow because we're going to cover them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they'll be covered in... Uh, oh, I never did. We never did finish the onion store. I, I never heard anything about the the, the lemon frost or well, Milton, frost. I think Milton's got your taste over. Did there. you get a bite? No, I don't want a bite. <laughs> they are, yeah, they're they're lemon. They're lemon. I thought I was right. Yeah, <laughs> but there is a there is a Arctic frost in one of those barrels too. I just, okay, I just don't know which one's which. Yeah, but now yeah. I do. <laughs> Yeah, because the Arctic, yeah, the Arctic frost. Although it, when I first broke it open, I thought it was Arctic frost because I could smell the fragrance. Yeah, the tanger, tangerine or the sesame mm-hmm. dominated. Yeah, and, but, no, and no, this one's not for sale. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> well, it's the last of his kind. Yeah. Oh wow. Or her kind. Yeah. Uh, the 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 tasters in here decided that. Uh, it was what t- more tart than a regular. Uh, oh yeah, satsum. Yeah. I yeah. mean, a regular lemon. Yeah, not as uh, distinctive. There's something about a Meyer lemon that you can tell, and you know they use it for perfumes, for soaps, and all kinds of things. With my understanding, it's everything is usable just like a lemon, except for the rind. You can't use it like lemons. Right, so right, right, huh. right. Uh, the the <laughs> I. That I'm, I've been surprised at how hardy those lemons that y'all are selling are. are. I mean, you know, they Calvin's had some and hadn't even covered them, and they've gone through some pretty cold weather. Yeah, they re- they recover uh, relatively quickly. You can you'll see a little damage on them. Mm-hmm. You know your that cosmic, very tips, damage, yeah. yeah. But uh, they're much much more prone, or they have the more capability of recovering than the limes. For yeah. sure. If, if mm-hmm. I remember, I don't know if it was this past fall or the spring when we got the lemons in. There was a there was a different one that was a Eureka frost. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't the the lemon frost like we were yeah. talking about. But yeah. it, when I Googled it, it was far more cold tolerant than a. Re- I still wouldn't plant it in the ground, but it was still far more cold tolerant than a regular lemon. Oh, did you think taste, it's more it, taste it or anything? Oh well, no, we sell stuff. <laughs> <laughs> did did uh, did uh, they compare it to uh, improved Meyer? They compared it to Eureka. Oh, okay. Eureka Improved is the one that's more cold on. It was called Eureka Frost. Oh. Uh, I don't know. It's a California people. I think they're messing with us. <laughs> Y'all Did wanna... you sow some, right? Yeah, I sold about 50 of them. Okay. You all want to talk about any of the other fruit trees that you got in, Trace? Uh, let's see. We got grapes. We got berries. Uh, let's see. Berries. We got blackberry, raspberry, blueberry. 
Did you get Kiowa, or do you remember? Don't think so. Uh, then in, uh, in grapes, we had two varieties. We had uh, Blanc de Bois, and then uh, Texas Superstar uh, Red, uh, uh, red, red Victoria, Victoria no, Red. Oh, good. Yeah, there you go. And I'm trying to find some other varieties, but that's what's out there now. Okay. Well, and we also have to remind everybody, we've got all the recommended peach varieties. And about 15 varieties or more of peaches. Uh, plums, probably about five or six, and including Santa Rosa, which I, I think is probably, I like it the best. Yeah. Um, persimmons, probably very good selection of persimmons. John you. There's, what else is there? Um have you got apples. Fuyu? Not, a, not a whole lot. Of, yes, <laughs> we have fuyu. and tamalpan and two or three others. Yeah, Doctor Shreve <laughs> used to say that fuyu was the best. John mm. fuyu was oh, the we, best. We, I don't think we've talked about this one before. We got our pecans in. Oh no, so we haven't. We we got like seven or eight different varieties of pecans in that, wow. in that tall, skinny, seven-gallon pot. Okay. What are yeah? What form are they in now? Remember in the old days that we had the. We had the, the root ba- that was yeah, root. Well, they, they grow them in a in a large, tall. They call it a seven gallon pot, but it's, it looks like a five gallon pot that's been stretched. <laughs> uh, so it's not as not very wide, but it's very tall. So you have a kind of a choice: you can, you can cut that, or you can dig that hole for the the meat the, the needs of that. Part. I would I would meet that, and then I guess I would look for the tap root, see if you can aim it down. <laughs> Now, how, how tall is the the top? Uh, six-ish. Six feet? Mm, give or take, yeah. That's pretty good in that and, size and we container. Did, we did get in some larger ones, too. I think they were 24-inch boxes. Wow. In, uh, in two varieties, uh, Pawnee, and I can't remember the other one off the okay, head. Okay, that's Pawnee, good. Yeah, Pawnee's my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. In my neighborhood, it uh, performs well, and it seems to have an a- aphid resistance uh, Ripen the the nuts ripen quickly mm-hmm. September early yeah so uh, yeah take, uh, and there was a lot of information on Pawnee at on plantanswers.com. yeah I think it's the ex- main extension services uh, the variety that, that yeah. talks about the most I think so recommended That's the, the uh, <laughs> they uh, the growers have been trying to grow pecans in containers for 40 years or more. And uh, that's why I asked you the height. Uh, people used to plant pecan, when they'd plant pecan, they'd just get a long... <laughs> they were in a bag. Yeah, they were in a bag and they a long stick with a... Uh, that <laughs> had a had a long taproot. About three, three and a half foot. Yeah. In some cases, the, the the bag was taller than the tree was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why I asked you the, the height of it. So I would imagine, <laughs> I don't imagine you've knocked any of these out of their root. No. But, but what blew people's mind was that taproot, that long taproot with no side roots on it at all. And, uh, in fact, there was a lot of research done where they put uh, IBA, endobutyric acid, on a toothpick and uh, put it uh, kind of halfway down that uh, that taproot, drilled a hole in it, put it in there, 
and uh, to try to stimulate uh, root production. That's what IBA does. And uh, just anything to get that root to, to grow. And that's also where the uh, the pro, the deal of, uh, and it's for fruit trees too, that Extension used to recommend, I, th- I think they'd cut that pecan we in told half. We cut them in half. Yeah, cut them in half. Yeah. Would everybody do it? No. No. Well, <laughs> but that's what we told everybody. I remember on te- television, I did that on television, and... Uh, the nurseryman I was at didn't didn't appreciate uh, me doing the right way, hmm. but they, they were bare root, so and so these in containers, and I imagine this pecan's the same way. Now the problem is going to be digging that hole. It's a, it's for that tap root. Two and a half three foot pot. So well, yeah, but the, that that pecan when you when you cut it, the, the pecan did fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we, we used to get people to use post hole diggers, so it didn't have, yeah. to, didn't have to be very on those bare root ones. Right. Have a very wide sense. pot, or a very <laughs> wide hole. Yeah, perfect. Hey uh, guys, we need to take a quick break. So while we do, give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Trace Hazlett, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Calvin Finch, Dr. Calvin Finch to me, and you, and we'll be back in a moment on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Don't let the sun catch you crying And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer. Go to the phone lines now. Ron is on the line. Got a question about bluebells. Okay. Ron, 2103. Yeah, this weather reminds me of uh, I love the ice cream. <laughs> yeah. That? Oh, he says he loves bluebell ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it a, a good time to plant them, though? No. Uh Oh. I think you plant blueberries, I mean bluebell, you plant uh, those in the uh, spring, in the early spring, yeah, and they'll, oh, they'll come up. This isn't early spring? No. <laughs> so when? Uh, I, w- I would say uh, uh, probably the end of February would be plenty soon enough to plant them. They like where do you they, buy them? Where, okay, where where did you get the urge to plant uh, bluebells? I see them coming up in my neighborhood every spring. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You must you must be out in a. You're not talking about around houses. You're talking about in pastures or things. No, along the road. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you live? Seven eight two zero nine. Oh, okay. Where do you live? <laughs> uh, uh, I live in Braun Station, two uh, huh. uh, Bandera and sixteen zero four. That right. uh, that bluebell that uh, it's kind of kind of hard to hard to grow uh, from seeds, especially. Well, really, I, I get, <laughs> uh, the the best bluebell grower. <laughs> 
I know of is uh, Miss Nethery that I always talk about being a, a great gardener up in Junction, Texas. And uh, she has a dickens of a time growing herd, but I think they come back every year. Uh, once you get them they, going. Yeah, once you get them going. Because they, they produce, every bloom produces hundreds of seed, tiny seed. Well, Millburgers huh. has transplants. Oh, good. Most years. A blue yeah. 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 Oh, good. So we'll have transplants here. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, they make great cut flowers. The blooms uh, as a cut flower stay open quite oh. a while. I didn't know that. Yeah. And they, the, the, there's actually, Texas, they, they originated are native, uh, to Texas. The Texas bluebell. Uh, that really? was one of Carol Carol uh, Abbott's favorites. Huh. The one, uh, the guy that out of Kerrville that uh, got me fooling with the the blue bonnets years ago, and uh, we we worked with the uh, bluebells for quite a while. But huh. uh, the growing from seed, they're kind of kind of picky, <laughs> but. Uh, but, well, maybe uh, I'm talking about blue bonnets. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a whole different story. We got transplants right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's getting huh. late to plant seed of blue bonnets. Right. And there weren't very many transplants available. Now, Millburgers, uh, we had red, white, and blue blue bonnets uh, available here at Millburgers for, what, a month now? Uh, before Christmas, That's and cool. uh, so we we've got some of the whites still left, and so they could be transplanted and and probably plant pansies or something like that between them. Plant plants every twelve inches, and uh, you'll have white blue bonnets in uh, in March, and uh, along with the pansies all winter. If now, does Millburger do uh, curbside? Yeah. Yes, they do. Absolutely. Okay. You, but, want, you want the number right, to call? I'll, to... I'll, I'll swing by there. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're, <laughs> you were talking blue bonnets instead of blue bales, huh? Yeah, I meant blue bonnets. Okay, that's all right. It's too confusing you got, for us civilians. Uh, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about, too, this has been a slow year for the germination. If you got any seeds sitting at home, I'd I'd still throw them out there. Yeah, I don't have any seeds. Yeah, because they'll they won't be as uh, fully developed as the ones that are if you planted them in September or October. But they right. might. Right. They might they'll might. they'll bloom probably. Yeah. But huh. uh, that brings up another topic of discussion, uh, and I'm not really sure which seed is to put into this category, but uh, which wildflower seed do you think we can sow now that come up in the uh, early spring? Would that be the larkspur? Yes. I think larkspur would come up. For sure. I think, I think uh, laurel bush petunias would come up. And uh, also my... Uh, yeah, your little 
the one, the one with the blue flower, blue curl, blue, blue curl. curl. Yeah, that, that one. I know that's out now already, but it's a lot of places where in my landscape where it comes up, it's not up yet. But no, it will yeah, be, it will be coming. So uh, look at it snowing out there now. Yeah, I think so. Well, Ron, did that help you? <laughs> so yeah, get whatever uh, yeah, seed sure. you can find. Call, call the nursery and have them put some aside for you. Yeah, Millburgers has, do that. Uh, may have still have some blue bonnet seeds left, too. Cool. All right. Huh. 21044. Hey, thanks, guys. Oh, thanks, man. Bye. All right. 21049737603. And then I was getting ready to take off on a bluebell discussion. Oh, okay. You did pretty well. <laughs> hey, so if you're. <laughs> I was amazed because we haven't talked about bluebells. Uh-uh. I was even trying to remember what it was we were, <laughs> when we were talking about them. It was a few years ago, but yeah. I don't remember what the issue they was. Make a, they, they don't make a pretty transplant. I mean, they make a kind of a, oh, they're, yeah, they're kind of like a growing a sweet pea yeah. uh, oh. uh, in, a, in a container, four-and-a-half-inch container. Well, they're independent, for sure. Yeah. If you're looking out on your deck right now and you see snow flurries, <laughs> uh, but look down at that deck, and if you're not seeing what you'd like to see, which is a nice, crisp, brown, deep, rich color, uh, well, then you need to call Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care. How's that for a segue, John? There you go. All right. Barry's been doing this since the 80s, and I found out yesterday uh, Barry has been, is considered one of the experts in the nation not just San Antonio, but in the nation when it comes to staining and sealing decks uh, because of how much he studied this, which is really cool. I don't doubt it. We used to do our show together at KLUP, and it was fascinating. Uh, but go to his website, deckandpatiocare.com, and you'll see the uh, before and after. So when Barry says it really can look new again, you'll see it for yourself. It's the same deck. One's gray, sooty-ish. The other is brown, bright, vibrant. Take a look at them and uh, give them a call at 210-822-9147. That's Deck and Patio Care by Baron Hagendorf, deckandpatiocare.com, 210-822-9147. Barry will treat you right, and you'll, you'll get to enjoy that deck again for a long, long time. Hey, he's not the one you did the concrete show with. Buddy. No, that was Wes. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Beth is on the line at 210-308-8867. I think that looks a lot more like snow. Yeah. I think it's snowing. There's yeah. great big flakes. flakes yeah, if you look, look behind you, look at that window, and you can see it more. Yeah, great big flakes. And Beth is going to tell us about that. Hi, Beth. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh-oh, Beth, are you there? We can't hear you. Maybe she ran out and got a snowball or something. Maybe so she come through. Yeah, can now we can hear, hear you. Yes. Yeah. When the man was talking about the bluebell, first I thought he was talking about ruelias, you know, because they're different species and some of them look like little bluebells. But right. much for that. And yes, here in Oakland Estates, I'm having little flurry. We're having little flurries of snow. They're yeah. pretty, pretty fluffy, but they don't last. This is the third little phase I've seen since noon in this area. Anyway, so yeah. for, that's the flurries of snow. But my one of my questions was, are, are you seeing any goldfinches this time of the year? I, goldfinches. I actually, now I see, I see, I see lots of uh, um, lesser. lesser goldfinches at my, at my feet, at my feeders and also on my Sunflower, I've got these old sunflower plants that are, mm-hmm. they still uh, are working through. 
But, you know, the, what I saw the other day for the first time was uh, an American goldfinch okay. uh, in, in the feeder area. But that's I've seen one, and that was a couple of days ago, and I haven't seen any since. With, what are with, these regular goldfinches? They're, uh, they're bigger and they're plain, uh, kind of plain colored. You, you can see the pattern on. You there. talking about the lesser? Or no, the bigger, the the regular American goldfinch. That'll, yeah, they they generally come through here, but they're unreliable in terms of how many you might see. Yeah, well, you know, I we saw one out at uh, Mitchell Lake that oh, time, yeah. sitting yeah. in the top of that tree. Some years you can see. Hundreds of them, other, oh, other years you're lucky yeah, to see in, one or two. Yeah, in the past, yeah, I've seen, but I have a lot of little brown birds that are coming to the feeders, but none of them show any gold at all, you know, for the goldfinches. Now, right. the, my pride and joy that I'm seeing is a male summer tanager. Ooh, and, yeah, that's And nice. he is the most beautiful shade of red. And if uh, I've been working around in the yard where the his favorite feeder is, he won't come. But as soon as I move, he's there right away. And comes <laughs> a tanager, summer, a summer tanager. They're Ooh, beautiful. Which, which, which is his favorite feeder? Uh, suet. Oh, good. Yeah, the yeah, feeder. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah, goes yeah. after the suet. Really does. Uh-huh. So, anyway, so that that's my favorite of the. Um, well, yeah. of the birds, but that's kind of unusual. But a lot of little brown birds, chickadees, get mice, and so on and so forth. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you see uh, Kyle was talking about uh, pine siskins, and I keep looking. I haven't seen any yet. Have you? Do they have a crossbill or not? The uh, no, they don't. I don't think they have a crossbill, but they're pretty. They're kind of plain, but they move in uh, big groups. Oh, no, I haven't seen any of those. Any, but anyway, it's really been good bird watching. And late yesterday, I heard two male mockingbirds chattering. And usually, I would only hear one, so I don't know if they were deciding who was going to get to sleep where or what. But anyway, okay, <laughs> okay, that's birds. Now, another thing is, I was going to ask Calvin, cedar sedge, not sage, but sedge, the pretty little green plant. Uh, I heard one of the guys from Austin who has a program, and he was saying that cedar duff, the leaves like from the cedar trees, the juniper trees, that you find on the ground after it's rained and it kind of gathers together, and he said that is such a good mulch. I'm transplanting cedar sedges around some of my really pretty big bushel-sized rocks. Anyway, and so I thought, well, I'll get some of that cedar duff and put around these little plants that I'm setting out to see if it'll help them survive. I'd never heard that before. I but, haven't either. I, I know more and more people are using those are using sedges in the well, landscape, I, but I, have, uh, uh, I haven't I haven't heard about the trying to use the the dust. I well, don't it, know that. Yeah. Well, I think any any organic material would be uh, help a bit, but well, I, I, I don't know where where you, you'd find a source of that unless you got somebody that's uh, no cleaning where, cedar where, fields. Yeah, where I have the source of it is in my driveway, driveway, which is gravel. I live in kind of a rural area, but anyway, after a rain, a lot of that cedar duff washes down the driveway and makes these kind of little ripples. 
And I've noticed oh, yeah. my prettiest native little cedar sedges that are growing, and I always wondered why they did so well right by a cedar tree. And so I figure that's what it was. That cedar duff helps hold the moisture and the nutrients for them. It, it so, may be because that stuff turns into compost very fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really, really is uh, great for the compost pile, too. Yeah. I think you may have hit it. Well, uh, where, where I would it, definitely use it. And where it dr- flows down my driveway, which slopes a little bit to the north, and it makes these little ridges across there and usually afterwards I'd go out and kind of spread them out because otherwise they catch dirt and then other plants mm-hmm. come up there but now instead of scattering about I'll put it for my little sedges I have several species of the sedges that come up around the property and it's really hard at this time to distinguish to differentiate but that cedar sedge is the prettiest one and it's little it's slow you know so Anyway, that was. Yeah, you may you may be the one person more most expert on that. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> we're going to claim you are, Beth. What? <laughs> Thanks for calling. Okay. Thanks. Good luck. Okay. Keep us informed on that sedge situation, will you? Yeah, I'm really. I really enjoyed it. Really enhances the beauty of some of our big limestone rocks. Really cool. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. We're take a. You bet. You Thank too. You for calling. Thank you. We're going to take Bye. a quick break and talk to Billy right after this to Gardening South Texas, where it's snowing here at Millburgers at 1604 Bulverde Road on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Life goes on day after day. Hearts torn in every way So fairy, cross the mercy Cause this land's the place I love And here I'll stay 9.30 a.m. The answer. Billy's been so patient. Thank you for waiting, Billy. How can we help you today? I just wanted to thank Milton. I, I was, oh, my goodness. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was in my recliner, and I was about to doze off, and I heard somebody say something about snowflakes on the deck. And sure enough, I went out there, and there they were. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. They're I pretty. knew it. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty. They're very good. We had some big, fat yeah, snowflakes here at Millburgers. Yes, I just want to thank Milton. Has you, well, has your blue bonnet, your white blue bonnet, gotten any so larger let's, balloons? Let's explore this a little further. So, were you listening to Jerry and I when you fell asleep? No. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then I started talking, and he woke yes, up. I sure, that asleep, makes sense. But because I heard, yeah, I heard y'all talking about blue bonnets. Uh, my blue bonnets are hanging on there. They're doing good, but they don't have any more blooms yet. Okay. Should I send him the picture of my white blue bonnet? I don't want to. I don't want to make him feel no, bad. He just no. complimented me. <laughs> No, I'd okay. like, send well, I don't, I'd like I don't to see it. Yeah, I'll send it. I think he woke up because uh, he knew I was coming on. It could have been. <laughs> you knew Trace was coming on. Thanks, Billy. Yeah, we're getting some nice snow, and I'll send you a picture of that. Happy New Year, Billy. Yeah. How's everything else going? Doing well. Good. Stay in and stay safe. You got some uh, poppies that are going to be ready before long, and I got some. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. 
Uh, they're they're always pretty every year. Oh yeah. And I have some uh, purple iris that are coming right along. So uh, wow, yeah, look- yours are ahead of mine. Yeah, for sure. Were um, you are those poppies? Uh, the uh, the California poppies? Uh, actually, uh, I, I'm going to have a mixture. I'm sure because I, I reseed every year. But the ones I had last year, uh, uh, they weren't a good color. So I got some from uh, it's been an Aggie poppy. Yeah. Yeah, the one that I have now coming up, or the one I got from Millburgers. Oh, good. Okay. The, so the, the mar- we'll see what the, color they are. Billy, were you able to listen yesterday? Uh, yes. All right. Did you hear the? Uh, did you have any thoughts on what that rose was that Jerry was thinking of? The purplish rose that was very fragrant. Are you a big rose person? I know you're a big gardener. Uh, no, I'm not a big rose person. Uh, okay. I just I just do those that don't require much care. Flip, flip right. to the pages of roses. All right, cool. Thanks, Billy. Yeah, I'll send Mar- you the picture. Flip I think Martha Gonzalez is all I have. Yeah, and the one that you gave me is still Are yours booming up a storm right now, Martha's? I have some blooming, not a whole lot. Yeah, I was surprised me, too. They've They've had a tough summer. But then yeah. suddenly they yeah. perked up now. Yeah, the one I have though, that you gave me is blooming a little bit. I'll have to send you a picture of that, too. Thank you, Billy. Thank you. Okay. Hi, Billy. Abby's going to give us a bird report at 210-308-8867. Hey, Abby, what's going on? Well, I heard you all talking to Kyle at the beginning of the show, and I wanted to tell you all how happy I was with them. Um, I got oh, some gifts from that were bird matching game and some bird flash kind of wild birds bag so i took them to wild birds and asked if we could exchange them and it turns out they didn't come from there but he offered to exchange them. He said he could probably sell them because they were still in new condition in the package and he took them as an exchange and i came away with three feeders that i'm watching birds enjoy right now a peanut feeder a suet ball feeder and one for mealworms so i think they actually made money in the deal but even if they hadn't i was just so impressed that they are a small yeah. business that was able yeah. to make that decision. So that's uh, pretty cool. Definitely yeah. a good that's, place to go. Yeah, and, uh, and I think those birds are probably happier that you've got the feeders than they were with the, the little booklets. That's, that's the cool <laughs> yeah, thing about working with a little, place like them or Mount Millburgers that's you know that that respects and and has to respect their customers and treat them right. So. Oh, yeah, and it was such a difference. I had just was doing Christmas returns, and I had just gone to a big box store for something totally, totally different, and uh, they wouldn't help at all with their their issue. It was from their store, and it was a gift, and I didn't have a receipt, and they wouldn't, they didn't want to work with me at all. And then I went to Millburgers, or I mean to Wildberries, wasn't their item, and they still took it back and let me get something else that I really enjoyed. So I just wanted to give them a plug, and the birds are enjoying the mealworms right now. So. All right, well, thank you, Thanks Abby. Thanks for having thank them. You. Yeah, you bet. That's nice of you. Okay, uh, Trace is here, Dr. Trace. <laughs> uh, I had to remind Jerry how to read the rose sheet. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. All of the all of the purple-blue ones that we have listed yeah. have asterisks next to them, which means that they are very fragrant. Fine. Well, there was five of them. And, okay. And the angel was one. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. As we run out of time, I, I want to remind everybody that uh, – Y'all are taking Christmas trees, uh, recycling Christmas trees. Yep, it slowed down, but we'll still take it. Yeah. In fact, the grinding machine showed up this morning. Oh, did it? Yep. Okay, good. 
Well, we had somebody just call that uh, said they're coming over here to look at your trees. Oh, we got plenty. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why. That's why they were coming. They said the choice there was so much greater. And somebody wanted some white blue bonnets. Yeah. Yep. They're still like. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna do the um, what's my doodle curbside. Yep. Yeah. On the on the tree tree deal tree recycling deal, uh, even if you didn't buy it from Millburgers, which was a mistake, uh, you can get they can recycle your tree, and they give you twenty percent off any products through end of February, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. They have to go inside to get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if they pull it up, they got to go inside first. And just, please, please undecorate it. Yeah, take all the please decorations off. stand off. Oh. Uh, that way it doesn't mess up the grinding machine. Well, didn't, you, I, didn't I hear that Jerry was offering to yeah, Jerry, volunteer to uh, clean the climb, climb up in there. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not easy to get those wires. No. <laughs> Especially on those big ones. That's why in the Out rural of, areas you find you see those old trees with still the decorations hidden in the, <laughs> the in the ditches. So. I don't know if there is an access point to get those uh, uh, off the grinder wheel. Well, I think there has to be, but I wouldn't know how to do it. Yeah, but it's not easy. Well, this one's the size of an eighteen weeter, so no, oh, okay. Um, it's, it's about, it would probably grind up a lot of lights. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's a great them. deal. Yeah, don't, let's not encourage them. No, take the decorations off and uh, bring it here to Millburgers. And we haven't seen a lot today, but we—that's uh, understandable. But last week, gosh, I mean, how many over the weekend? Do you think? I mean, you were getting close. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you got a lot of them back. It's become a tradition. Yeah. Okay, so we got about one minute left. I'm going to let you have the last word today, if you'd like it. I don't need it. Okay. Uh, well, you twenty twenty percent off any regular price merchandise purchased before February twenty eighth. Well, plus we're recycling all that material too. So yeah. You uh, you're fulfilling your your interest in the sustainable use of Christmas trees. And if you didn't buy a Christmas tree, but you see your neighbors out at the curb, and you want that 20 we don't care who bought it. Oh. You, you oh, bring no, your, oh, my. Volunteer to be nice. We should have never told Jerry that. For a tree. I had a guy last, <laughs> had a guy last year came and brought like 10 trees back from his entire neighborhood. So you Holy keep smoke. Uh-oh, Jerry's going to be coming in the neighborhood. If you see Jerry's truck, look out. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. On behalf of the Docs and Trace, thanks to Al doing a great job. And, of course, thanks to you for listening.